is me, but who the fuck is you? All I do is win, all you do is fucking lose. When I wake up, I hit the snooze, and I still get money. Don't you find that funny? What's up, everybody? Week six coming soon. Week five in the books. We got JJ back in the house this week. Back in the booth, finally. Yeah, uh, we got a shit ton to cover to the point where this might be split into two episodes. We'll see how we go here. Uh, today, we're going to go over last week's matchups. I'm going to give my Poo Poo Team Owner of the Week award. We got a couple trade grades as well, to say the least. Um, and to wrap up the show, we got next week's matchups and our week's matchups. Um, yeah, so... Um, I want to start off by making an announcement. It kind of already got leaked into the message boards, but Nick's decided to step down from the league after this season. Um, he was just kind of doing a one-year thing, just taking over his dad's team, uh, which is understandable. Um, he's not able to pay attention as much this year due to just things going on. So he's still running the team, but in case of bye weeks or injuries he missed, you might see me go in there and just set his lineups. I'm not going to be doing any trades or anything like that on my end. Uh, he can do that, but um, I just, you know, I just want to clear this up at the beginning and not spend time on this. Is The only reason that trade was even a huge issue is because uh, I don't really care who rips off who in this league. It's just hard for me not to get on easy as a commish when a guy tells you his team's not a priority and to sell the team. And then just from asking about setting lineups and then all of a sudden he's moving players like Hall, Swift and Pitts are involved. It's just I have to. And even then, I never vetoed the trade. And, you know, I think the issue came through is my dad felt bad, canceled it and then re kind of thought about it. So. I think there's just some emotions there on all parties. And uh, at the end of the day, like, I don't care who fleeces who in this league. It's just more so, you know, I got to think of the future of the team. And if I got a guy that says, I don't care, and then all of a sudden is doing these moves, I think as commissioner, I'm, I have a right to kind of question things a little bit here. I just saw it as cornerstone pieces of a team. You know, huge value just getting kind of yeah thrown tossed around. out there. Right. Anyways, I just want to leave that at that. So moving forward, um, just make sure everybody's setting their lineups, please. Makes my life a lot easier. Um, we're going to go over last week's matchups. Um, I don't know if you want to pull that up, uh, but we got Tavers DJ. Uh, we had two top four teams going head to head. I said last week this game would be close and that the difference would be Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm obviously psychic because I was down 30 going into this game and I won by seven points. Andrew gave me 19 of that. Um, yes, I'm so psychic that I'm going to ignore the fact that my bench actually outscored my starting roster. Um, DJ losing uh, drops him to three and two. There are five other three and two teams, so they're so may the strongest survive. There are no four win teams, and there are two five win teams. Uh, out of those five three and two teams, only four are going to make it based on my stats. Um, I went into the season not really looking to trade much, but ironically, my best receiver is Mike Williams. Uh, T. Higgins is made out of glass. Also, fuck Zach Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Pittman is going to take another year to break out because Matt Ryan decided not to retire. Um, DJ's uh, team is basically the Allen and Henry show. Um, McKissick legitimately, ironically, in my opinion, could be the only fantasy relevant option in that backfield just due to the PPR. He outscored both other running backs. If we had kick returners and defense and special teams, Antonio Gibson might be number one because that's all he's going to do from here on out. Right, which is ridiculous. And Ron Rivera yeah, is insane. a garbage-ass coach. Curious to see where he ends up next year. He will end up somewhere, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, DJ losing Schultz and a penny. 
That's rough. I, I don't know what his season's looking like moving forward, to be honest. Uh, at least Randall Cobb was targeted 13 times, giving DJ some ability to trust him in a flex position, I guess. Kenneth, question mark. Kenneth Walker season. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll talk about that here next. Um, Rob versus Reggie. Happy for Reggie getting a win. I had to rewrite this, by the way. I wrote this Monday morning. <laughs> um, he's still one and four and hasn't broke uh, 90 points this season. Um We've had 15 teams score 120 or more points this season. Uh, think about that. 15 teams broke 120. And Reggie hasn't broken 90. So I, have, for, I bet I'm on that list of not breaking 120, but hashtag rebuild season. Right. If Reggie wants to compete for uh, anything next year, even now he's going to have to make some moves. This isn't even for this year at this point. Yeah. Um, one first, one second, and one third isn't going to do anything for how much to work this team needs next year. At this point, he's playing for 2024. Um, Rob had a setback, but immediately made some big trades. He's the only get one game out of the top of the division. Shit's really heating up. Um, it was good that Melvin Gordon came back a little bit for Reggie, but I still don't trust him. Uh, now that Latavius is suiting up next week. He's going to steal some goal line work. He is. And uh, not much to say outside of this. You know, I've mentioned three episodes ago, Dorch was going to be irrelevant, not worth starting. And that's exactly what happened. He had two snaps. Two snaps. So, yeah. Um, Does DeAndre come back next week? I think so, yes. Yep. yep. Jeff Wilson's great for Reggie. Um, I'm scared of that backfield, though, so I'm not sure how long that will sustain. Um, yeah, so I don't know. As far as Rob, Edmonds is a clear backup moving forward. Monster's the starter. Great trade for my dad, getting him. Lockett looks great. Seattle's offense looks great. Everett's one catch is surprising, especially with Allen being out still. Keep an eye on that. Um, I don't trust anyone in the Jets' offense but Brees Hall right now. Um, Elijah Moore. Right. Uh, and like JJ said, it's Kenneth Walker season for Rob. That was my last note on that. And uh, oh, yeah, Taysom Hill can't possibly do that again. Right. <laughs> I want to say no, but I think we said that once already. Right. You know, he did it. Right. Already. Yeah. So. What's he? Tight end three. Is he? I didn't even I look. think he is. That's crazy. Uh, Dad versus Mike. Mike came in swinging. Delvin Cook finally looked like himself. Diggs has continued to do receiver number two on the year things. He has to be number one now after this week's said and done. Mike and DJ are tied for second in that division. Mike having the tiebreaker. Andy falls at three and two, tied with uh, Alec and uh, one game away from Rob. Um, Mike, let's see here. Uh, remember the rules to win the division. The tiebreaker is based on divisional winning percentage, then the total points. So Andy has a tiebreaker by sweeping his division in the first three games. Second tiebreaker will be total points. Um, Brady's finally playing consistently. Now that he doesn't have to worry about those goddamn kids and nagging wife when he's film studies, <laughs> uh, he preferred kissing other guys in the locker room anyway. Uh, or his kids. <laughs> or his kids. Muster is a uh, RB one for Miami, and he looks good. Just expecting uh, an injury in the next four weeks. CD also, Lam also made a glass. Made a glass as well. Uh, CD Lamb is back on track to getting eight points. Cup is keeping this team alive for my dad by himself. Cup, uh, Cup Cooper Cup on the season, forty nine receptions. <laughs> the entire Bears offense, forty nine receptions. Holy shit, that's a crazy stat. Yeah, I missed your stats. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see here. I have this saying, uh, Dad needs Swift to come through, but uh, that's gone. Um, or he's going to swiftly get upset by Alec and Rob. But uh, I guess I can see the writing on the walls from Hall that, uh, okay, no more puns. Anyways, <laughs> Sun God filled on a full did moon. He, did he, did, uh, he breeze that trade? <laughs> 
I will say this is my last note was the sun God failed on a full moon. So anyways, uh, Kevin versus Josh Jamar chase is actually wrecking Kevin's team. It's ironic because for years, Barkley wrecked Kevin's team and he relied on chase last year. And now it's the opposite. And now obviously things have changed even more. Um, Chase is putting this team at a higher projection than he's supposed to be, but Chase is straight up not good this year. This isn't the talent's there. I'm not worried about Chase, but the scheme and play calling is as bad as it gets. There's a huge, big crowd of people, uh, Bengals fans, that want Jack Taylor fired because this talent, this young talent, is making him look better than he is. And to be honest, I agree. This was yet another game. Higgins was out, and this should have been the Chase show. No one bought a ticket. Higgins is the only receiver consistent performing in this offense, and he has the brittle bone disease. Um, Josh moves up two games the rest of the division uh, on the rest of the division and Kevin falls two games below the rest of his. Um, despite a rough loss, he made some good lineup choices. He took my advice. Richie wouldn't get eight points. Uh, and it was true. All isn't lost. There actually still may be some hope because this division is a train wreck. I wrote this Monday. That trade happened two hours before uh, airing. So scratch that. Kevin's is done after this year. or Kevin's done this year. Uh, McKissick, by the way, outscored one point Hendy again. Can you please rename uh, Henderson to one point Hendy, please? Uh, I'd love that. Keep it one Hendy. (laughs) Keep it one Hendy for me. Uh, JJ versus Tony. Game keeps Tony in the thick of the playoff hunt while knocking JJ uh, beyond hope, probably. Shattered in the rebuild mode. Right. First place in that division is now five games ahead for JJ. His only real chance is a wild card, and even then, he's three games behind that. Now, it's not impossible... I would truly, it would truly be a legend in the making. But to be honest, JJ does have a soft stretch of games. The next, his next games are Alec, Rob, Reggie, Nick, and Kevin. Yeah, that's. But then you play Andy, DJ, Mike, and Josh. So yeah. I think if you could have won like two of those games early season, you actually would have had a chance. Yeah. But but my the luck I've had injuries and just people just not playing up to what they're expected to. But. What right. are you going to do? I'm looking forward to the future. I'm ready for the rebuild. Yeah, Just ready to get back in contention next year. That's all you can do. Uh, I said last year or last week, running backs would be the story of this week, and it rang true. Kamara in uh, 20 and Ramondre Stevenson's 18 carried him across the finish line on JJ. Um, I just want to point out that uh, JJ dumped Kittle due to injuries after holding him for all these years, and then the tight end he gets in return immediately gets his Third concussion of in the year, by the way. Years. No, a one two. year. All of, all of them happened in the last 12 months. Oh, and a calendar year. In yeah. a calendar year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, JJ, JJ needs to sage his locker room. Uh, <laughs> Alan Robinson would be in the waivers if this was a redraft. Same with Elijah Moore. I need bubble wrap on deck. Moore has never proven himself to be a good NFL receiver yet. He's only broken f- 10 points five times. Uh, he does have two 20-point games out of those five. Um, I think he only played eight games last year. Right. So, I mean, it's not a huge, but it's still, you know. In sample size without Zach Wilson, it looked pretty promising. And this week was only only his second game with Wilson. Right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to be optimistic. That's all you can do at this point. I'm not selling him. You can't sell him. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at your roster. Unless you dump Hurts uh, and some draft picks for depths and upside, your season's over. No offense. Oh, definitely. You already know that, though. Um, Tony's sitting three and two, but his next three weeks will be tough. He could win five out of his last six, so pretty easily. Um, moving forward here, just keeping it going. Um, sucks because I can't see our what do we have seven weeks till the playoffs. Yep, it's coming. It's gonna get well, week fourteen, so uh, eight, eight weeks. But we're at the midway point. Yeah, it's gonna get interesting because it it's kind of compact. It is honestly, and we're uh, starting to see who. 
who's deciding to fall off. And then I think the next like three, four weeks, we're really going to get a better idea of the playoff picture. Um, yeah, I think so. I think you can already see it. These yeah. trades kind of solidified everything for yeah, me. It, Maybe for the next two years. The moves people are making, and you can kind of see their intentions. I'm worried. Well, we'll talk about this on the trades. But Alec versus Nick. Nick slips away into oblivion, and Alec stays right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Ironically, the biggest player he should get rid of is the one he... Uh, uh, this biggest player he should get rid of if he decides to rebuild is the only reason Alex dominating, and that's Fournette. Um, Wilson's garbage. They're blaming it on an injury, but that is not true. Film shows Hackett's offense has been getting his receivers open down the field regularly. Russ isn't seeing them. That's not a shoulder problem. Sure, he may uh, get better on some deep balls the next few weeks, but he's missing more reads than Floyd, Harry Potter, Book, Merriweather. Um, Drake London's cooled down, not because of lack of a talent, but Mariota sucks, and so does Arthur Smith. DK looked better than the 15 points he got. Uh, DK is excelling alongside everyone else in that offense. It's humming. So how surprised are you at Seattle's offense? I'm shocked, but I will say going this year, I did think DK would still be relevant because they showed flashes of that with Smith last year. But outside of that, I'm shocked. I didn't expect this at any So any here's years. here's my question. When Brady, the, the debate when Brady left New England was always, was it Brady or was it Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of seen it was definitely Brady, but in this instance, it was with what Russell's right. done leaving Seattle. Was it Pete or was it Russ? It's I think really it's really combination, like, but yes, I think it's looking like Pete. It's because looking who, more like Pete. Who in their right mind saw Gino coming out like this? That's where I go with it too. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I think. Uh, I've never was happy about this trade. I wasn't mad, but I yeah. definitely was like hesitant. You know, I don't know. I remember me and my dad like getting into debates in the offseason, like, oh, Denver is going to be fine. I'm like, dude, no, they're not. I don't think you realize. Like, what did he just sign? Rush that contract? Washed. Seven years? Seven years, $250 million. Well, he's got seven years to figure it out. I'm going to be a fucking <laughs> Bills fan by then. Goddamn. Uh, who starts the backup running back due to injury? And the four-string running back of the same team against a good defense. Oh, yeah, that would be Alec. And it paid off, not because it was a smart move, but blind luck. Hines got one catch and one rush and left the game with a concussion. Despite still having Philip Lindsay ahead of him, Deion Jackson got Alec 11 points. This is my official little big brain moment of the week. Bold strategy, Cotton. Brought to you by Budweiser. Bold strategy, Cotton, but it worked. And now, here's my poo-poo pants team owner of the week. Um, It isn't Nick. Plot twist. It's me. But then I wrote this on Monday, but now after that trade, plot twist is still actually Nick. Um, I'll just write what I had. Nick didn't have a single player score over five points on his bench, so it wouldn't have mattered. And after talking to him, I couldn't do that to him. Uh, yes, I won for the second week in a row, but I picked the wrong guys and barely won my second week. Uh, I won week four by two points and this week by seven. My bench went absolutely ham. And I'm not sure at the time of writing this, um, I do know my max points was like 169. Um, this is what happens when you have a team full of number twos. So many number twos in each position that it's guaranteed to make your team take massive number twos. Uh, my dad said I have too much depth and it's going to backfire before the season started. Maybe he was right. My team's absolutely been riddled with injuries and I'm still having a hard time deciding who to start. Stay tuned next week when I start Gabe Davis and he gets one point while Ute gets 20. Uh, I may be the most overrated, undefeated team ever. I'm the fantasy equivalent of the 2020 Steelers, possibly. Uh, anyone can get these hands, and I figured I'd use this week to black myself, blast myself. But uh, I then put an update. Actually, maybe it's Nick after after that trade. You don't want to play next year. You trade away Hall, who's a starter and getting more carries every week. And Pitts, which whatever, we won't even talk about Pitts. But Swift... 
is missing another game and he's hurt all the time. And Jamal Williams takes goal line carries. So I have no idea what you were thinking. So yeah, you still might be the poo poo team owner of the week after all. Um, yeah. So we'll go into this little side thing I wrote for playoff pictures. I wanted to focus on the mud hen and walleye division, but I want to start with some fun stats I discovered this week in two seasons. Um, there have been 12 playoff teams. Four of those teams have nine wins or more. Seven had eight and one had six. That means out of 12 total playoff teams in this history of the league, 11 of them had eight wins. That means if you hit the eight win mark, you have a 92% chance or 11 out of 12 chance, uh, depending on how you want to read that. If you don't hate eight wins, you have a 7% chance or a one out of 12 chance. So look at your record and the rest of your schedule this year and ask yourself, can you get to eight? Because that's kind of the baseline. Uh, there has only been one team that didn't make the playoffs with eight wins, and that was Kevin last year. He lost the tiebreaker to me, actually, um, which is crazy because if I would have won one more game, I would have been tied with Tony and I would have had the tiebreaker in one division. But that shows how tight the playoff race was. Like yeah. one more win, I would have one division got a bye week. One more loss, I would have been out of the playoffs. Um, that being said, we have five three and two teams, two five and zero oh teams. So assuming the five and zero oh teams stay ahead or at least competitive, uh, and we only focus on the three and two teams that are in the mix, two of you as of right now are not going to make it to the playoffs. Now anything can happen. Josh could get brutal injuries. I could get brutal injuries. JJ and Kevin could make moves, swing into the mix. Again, I wrote this Monday. That's not happening. Maybe <laughs> JJ, but definitely not Kevin, um, especially with Rob's loss. Uh, that surprises me. Kevin didn't give it one more week. But for now, let's focus on the current playoff picture that we're almost halfway to the playoffs. Um, based on uh, Fantasy Pros, actually, uh, this didn't update. I checked it again this morning, but they had me and Josh both having five losses on the year. That's it. And then having a, the highest chance to make playoffs. Um, uh, I should pull that up. I'll, I'll list it at the end of the podcast. Actually, I'll go over the, I paid uh, the 10 bucks to get fantasy pros uh, premium just yeah. to see this. They go through all the weeks and they give everybody's projected final standings based on optimal lineups. That's pretty cool. So I'll go over that later. Um, let's go to the trade block. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there's a shit ton of players on the trade block. Javante Williams, I'm mad at the disrespect personally. Uh, maybe you, that that injury is worse than maybe, but it's still not worse. It's the same as Nick Chubbs, and Nick Chubbs was fine. Uh, so maybe maybe it's a little worse than Dobbins, but dude, this isn't 2002. He'll be fine. What I read was at least not coming back until at November. Least, uh, I saw like week nine. Really, of next year. Yeah. Well, that's brutal. But I, okay, maybe he takes a little hit, but I still yeah. would want him. Um, Najee's for sale. Uh, Geno Smith is gone now. Keenan Allen's for sale. Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, Jamal Williams, Lazard, McLaurin, Hamler. Well, McLaurin's gone now. Ayuk, Michael Carter, James Cook, Camaro. These are all guys on your trade block. Um, so let's just go to trade grades. <sighs> here we go. So do you need me to pop this up right here? Um, just to see him. I don't even have them all updated because so much has happened, oh, but okay. you can kind of see right there. Um, Dactical Nukes sent Pratt Fryermuth to JJ for George Kittle and DJ's third. My initial reaction shocked me. I felt like maybe JJ could get more, but also every week you don't move him, you risk his value dropping even more. And to be honest, at time of trade, they were using him to block more. Now, we saw him in a game with Jimmy G coming off a game against a top five passing defense and also having another week to adjust to the playbook. Jimmy G looked good. 
that being said, Kittle did nothing after the first quarter. Um, Friar Moose had his third concussion in a calendar year. Uh, I worry this career could be short-lived based on what we're seeing with concussions, especially this season. Um, so you kind of traded an injury-prone guy for another. Uh, I think you waited too long. Uh, all right, I think you waited two years to trade. Jimmy G and Kittle have the third best chemistry out of tight ends and QBs in the league. I would have maybe waited one more week to see if Kittle can get 20 points now that Jimmy G settled in. But, you know, I think you could have maybe got more value, but this is coming. I was just so over the inconsistency in the injuries. Right. I don't trust Jimmy G. Who knows what Kittle and Lance are going to be next year. If I think Lance is done. Just too many question marks for me. It was time to move on. I wanted to get younger. I'm a huge fan of Firemouth. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Steeler connection, but... Big fan of him in college, Drew. Um, obviously traded him first game in. Of course, he gets another concussion. So right, um, my look, my luck in full effect. I th- this is coming from someone. Me personally, I'm huge on Firemuth. I desperately tried to snag him from Kevin last year and the off season. I think he can recover. I'm not too worried down the road. All that being said, I'd still rather have Firemuth than Kittle. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Um, I think in Andy's position, though, this does make sense and it is worth the risk because Kittle can win you entire weeks when he does put on. Yep. Um, but I worry about his floor even at times. Uh, tight ends typically take a few years to break out, and Firemuth is young, and but he already has uh, all these head injuries. Um, I give Andy and JJ both a B minus. I'm not going to cover the third because I looked at rookie drafts and out of 36 picks in third rounds in our league history, only Herbert and Everett are worth mentioning. That shows you what thirds of thirds are yep. really valued. Uh, I guess I'll honorably mention Nico Collins, Tutu Atwill, Boston Scott, and Reggie with uh, the Colts defense. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's all I got on that. Two B minuses. I think they're solid. I'm not, it's nothing. I didn't like shit my pants seeing this trade, but, um, it makes sense for both parties. Um, Dactical Newt sends $10 to Kevin's Ralph Rectums for Galladay. My only note here says, all right, let's just keep the podcast going. So we're going to move <laughs> on. Uh, Rob Strawberry Herbert sends Andy's 2023 20, second to Kevin's Ralph Rectum for Chase Claypool. Um, I think Kevin missed a lot of really valuable picks in the past from a lot of teams, including myself. Um, I'll chime in on this. I <laughs> offered Kevin a first round pick last year, like an idiot, but... Thanks for looking out, Kevin. It got Kevin. It's great. Kevin got value out of him at this level. Kevin needs to hope Andy doesn't do well the rest of the season to make this feel even better. Um, that being said, um, he made the right choice keeping Pickens. I think Claypool is the next Martavius Bryant, possibly. Yeah. Dude may go another team and success, but he has a shitty personality. He's always making dumb mistakes. For a guy with his attributes, he can rarely catch contested balls downfield. Uh, they moved him to the slot, and he still is not doing anything. I honestly thought this could be a season for him um, going into the year. The only thing that scares me, he is a big, fast boy. If he gets it figured out, I think he could be worth more. Uh, but I 100% would be happy with the mid to late second at this point in his career. Yeah. That's good value for him. Yeah, I think Kevin. I, I like. Probably. I like Kevin did this, but again, he's gonna take some points off for how long he waited because I kind of saw this happening. Yeah. Um, for Rob, this was a good pick, though. Also, good uh, depth. Yeah, it's good depth. A couple weeks ago, we went over what a late second can bring on average, and it was Rex Burkhead and Rashard Matthews. Worst case, you gave away Emmanuel Sanders or Godwin. Uh, odds are in your favor, though. Yeah. I would take this deal as well. I'm looking at Rob's team now that Penny is hurt and Walker's starting. Rob's uh, one game removed from the top of the division. And now he has another starting running back in Walker. Uh, and he has Miles Sanders. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. And uh, a flex receiver here with McLaurin and 
Claypool. I don't think this trade affected him negatively at all. So I, even if he decides to rebuild, I don't think that pick, I don't think this really affects him negatively yeah, at all. I think that's that trade's about as even as it gets. Yeah, I like it. Um, Value-wise. I give both Rob and Kevin A minuses. I would have given Kevin an A plus if he would have just sold in the offseason. I think Kevin could have got a late first, maybe even yeah, early the value was definitely the higher in the offseason. And that was still with Trubisky, just because there was hype around him moving yeah, the slot. Nobody knew what the just, lack of Steelers offense was going to be. Right. And even into last year, we knew we knew Roethlisberger was done. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just kind of surprised there. But it's okay. I think it's a great trade for yep. both teams, regardless. All right, here we go. Andy sends Kyle Pitts and Brees Hall to Nick uh, for Rob's first and Swift. I'm tired of talking about this. I'm going to keep it short. I th- even despite all this, I still think Nick overbought. Swift has proven nothing. Absolutely nothing. Potential long-term uh, upside. And Pitts is there, potentially. Um Tight end positions are tough to evaluate. Um, he's a couple years out. I think once they get that offense settled, they get a quarter, a real quarterback back. Oh, uh, I think he's top three. There's no yeah. way. There's yeah. no way he'll make his way there. It's just gonna. People wanted him to come in and just set it off right away, and that just really doesn't happen for tight ends. I also think Hall will 100% have more points total by the end of the year than Swift. I think uh, just because of playing more, yeah. not Mason. He's gonna take over that backfield. Brees Hall is gonna be. He's going to be the next Camara, I think. Yeah. Um, he's the key to unlocking the Jets' offense now that they ease him that position. I will actually go as far as saying is if he ends up showing what he did last week consistently, you will get Elijah Moore breakouts, I think, yeah. because they're not— He's going to open up that they're offense. They're going to open up a lot. Yeah. Um, mark my words, Swift is going to have amazing games. He's not trash. I think he's amazing when he's healthy, but there's a world where he can't stay healthy, and he's always on a, going to be on a time show with Williams in the goal line. Hall won't be. I mean, you could argue, yeah, Carter did have two goal line touchdowns, but I just can't imagine Hall not breaking some of those barriers that Kamara did when he was t- splitting with uh, Ingram back in the day. If uh, if Swift can stay healthy the rest of this year, this is, I believe, the last year of Williams' two-year deal with Detroit. Yeah, it is. So if he stays healthy and plays out, I think he will absolutely solidify himself and on that backfield next year. I just don't know if I believe the injuries, man. It's CMC. The injuries are there for sure. I just I just get to a point where I don't want any injury prone players anymore at the at the running back position. Yeah. Um let's not forget PFF tabbed him as the most overrated running back coming into the league also. Uh talking about Swift. Yeah. Uh Brees is already the ninth ranked PPR back in the league. He's averaging four point nine one carry yards per carry and has an additional twenty nine targets already. I think he almost had two hundred yards from scrimmage. He last did, week. yeah. Um, he's a Sproul slash Camara type player. Swift is also a similar type of player, um, but so is CMC. And honestly, I don't want either of those guys on my team at this point. Injuries can ruin your season, especially if you're relying on a player of that caliber. Um, historically, tight ends don't break out to their mid to late 20s. He's the lowest uh, drafted tight end ever. They will use him and they have a few years to figure it out. There is no worry for Pitts in my yeah. mind at all, honestly. In long term, just keep him there. Just maybe this year. Yep. Uh, Rob's making um, this. Uh, Rob's making this first, looking at a mid at worst. Nick should be able to read the room. He way overvalues Swift. Nick hasn't broke a hundred points since week one. You should not. Uh, you should not only have gotten more than that if you're not. I can't talk today. If you're only playing for this year, I felt like you could have got more for that. Um, you could have got another piece. I still think even even if it was just a flex receiver or something i give my dad an a plus um you fleece the fuck out of nick even with that first round that's a late first i'm gonna go over what these are valued here in a minute at this uh 
uh, talking the Barkley trade. Uh, I give my dad an A and Nick a D plus. To be honest, I'm going all the way to a D plus. Yeah, major W for Andy. What are you giving him? Andy A plus plus plus. What are you giving Nick? That's an F. Oh, a whole F. Oh yeah. I mean, Swift. You maybe, Swift that much? Swift. Okay, I can I can roll with Hall and Pitts in the next two to. Th- I mean, that keeps your roster going for at least two, three, four years as, as cornerstone. Dude, at least cornerstone I would argue pieces. it's not even going to start getting into gear till next year. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you're already ahead of the curve, and you're still getting production out of at least one of those guys. As far as Swift. You ho- again, you hope he stays healthy next year. Williams not being there. Okay, he can be a bell cow behind a really good offensive line. That mid, you just hope that turns that Rob's first turns to a mid. I mean, you if, have if to Rob hope. makes a run, then that, oof. yeah, you're, you're, the value in that pick really sputters. It does. Um, we're going to move on. Rob sends rookie Jalen Tolbert. He got, by the way, with a third round pick. I just like to put the value out there since he's a rookie. Um, Isaiah Pacheco and Josh's mid to late first for McLaren and Miles Sanders. Due to the time, uh, due to time on this cast, I'm not going to re-jump into Rob's big trade rabbit hole with yet how he <laughs> used yet another first rounder on a guy he already had. But I will say this is the third first in four months that He's Miles sent for Miles Sanders. Back. Um, anyways, I do like this trade for Rob. I mean, I don't like the pass to get it. I and also I admit I'm a big Pacheco believer, but uh, until Ceh gets hurt. Um, Pacheco finally proves he's a battle back. He's not really startable right now. According to fantasy pros, Josh actually, uh, will have his first will be more of a mid first rather than a late, which I don't believe. And then again, it flipped again this week. So I'm expecting nine, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there for that pick. Uh, this gives JJ potential RB power and a high powered offense later on and for a first to grab a guy he wants. However, he loses Sanders and commanders number one receiver. I would also look, be looking to move uh, from both of these guys in his shoes. So it makes sense. Keep trade cut has JJ destroying Rob on this trade, but I actually disagree. This is an example of ranking sites being bullshit. <laughs> Saquon. Um, I do worry that Pacheco ends up being a stud late season though. Uh, definitely next year. Rob need another receiver and a running back. Uh, McLaren's still putting up flex level points. He has a high floor. He's always putting at least 10 points up. It seems like, uh, but he's only maxing out at like 12. Um, he still leaves this trade weak in receivers based on performances, not talent. Um, I'm looking at these names. I can't believe I'm saying that to be, like looking at his receivers. He does has, I'm giving Rob a B. I think it's solid. I think it, it makes sense. Uh, it's nothing too flashy. It's gets him what he needs. JJ a B plus. I still think you could have maybe held scary Terry to see if you could have got more, but the same thing I said with Kittle, the longer you wait, the more worthless he becomes to me. McLaren is DJ Moore. They're the same person. So miles Sanders, perfect comparison. Cause that's how I valued him. I don't think he's uh, his highest finish in any season is wide receiver 17. That's a, I mean, to right. me, that's a, ceiling. that's DJ Moore. I mean, his yeah. was 16, I think, or something. Yeah. And 14 or something. you can consistently get eight to 12 points out of him, but I think he's plagued by quarterback play, but I think and that's the fine. receiver was crowded now. That's my, yeah. Now it's plagued him to a point where they've added so many weapons to that wide receiver room. He's losing ground to the younger guys. I think he was a fool for resigning to that team. Um, JJ's also, I gave you a B plus. Um, I already said that, uh, Miles Sanders is 26. He is never healthy. Um, so I get it for both sides. Um, here we go. This is the last trade. I have a lot to say on this. Uh, I try to take my personal feelings out of this because I've been trying to get Barkley. I don't even like Barkley, but I've been trying to get him. Uh, Kevin traded Barkley and Geno Smith 
for me and Mike's late 2023 first rounds. Kevin was right to dump him to a potential contender, but looking at Mike's roster, I think he may have accidentally broke the league potentially with this trade. With the possibility of doing a league reset if a winner wins two years in a row, 2024 might be the grand cleansing. Rookies traditionally take three years to break out, and Kevin's now on a two to three year grind to get back in contentions after this trade. So the league might be reset by then anyway. Um, Obviously, I'm being a little dramatic with that, but my point is, is when you try to trade to a contender, which he did the right thing, you should be trading at the guy that still might get the worst. He should, you should be trading the contender that's not going to actually probably contend in your mind because you want that first to be low. Right. Um, you didn't do that. You picked the second highest points player in the league. And if you he would built up his team, which you're attributing more wins, which is going to bring down the value of that pick. You Those picks you just drafted for. And I'm not digging that Rob. Yeah. But Rob's a good example. Like, he could be a playoff team. He's making the right moves, but that's the kind of guy that you want to target. The guy that's a contender pushing for contention that, you know, he's he's kind of floating in the middle still. So, that, I mean, look, it's, I I don't hate like getting rid of Barkley by any means. His contract's up after this year, I believe. He's injury prone as well. Um, I'm going to keep my personal feelings out of this. Is he 25 or 26? He's 25. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, you on average, that, he has two more years left after this. Yeah, you get to that 26, especially 27. It's over range. with that 27. Yeah, you're already down. You're done. I'm not. Especially with in the running back, in case of running backs. Even like Derrick Henry, if I. He's an outs- he's starting to become an anomaly. Right. And even that, though, I don't. I wouldn't offer more than a late first for him. Yeah. Even right now. Um, unless I was like, if I had my early first still and I'm in this position, maybe. Right. But like, all I'll say, I would never talk about my private trades unless I got permission from Kevin. Um, So I don't want to talk about what I offered Kevin, Um, but I have been vocal. Barkley's value is super overrated on keep trade cut. The dude's always hurt. He has a poor line. They have him valued up there next to Josh Allen and people like that. I would never in a million years pay that value. He's a product of circumstance. He's obviously being productive. Yeah, he's talented. Yeah, but he is the offense. There is nobody else even fantasy relevant on that offense. No, not at all. Um, dude's always hurt. He's always had a poor line. This year he looks amazing, and I obviously I wanted him too. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. However, I think Kevin shot himself in the foot a little bit here. He made a contender too good, which ended up devaluing the first he received, and he also got another 5-0 and o team's pick. These are expected to be two of the last three picks according to PFF's uh, projected standings. Mike's team is 100% better than Josh's, in my opinion, moving forward, especially based on the remaining straights of schedules. Um... What do you think? I actually have let JJ speak on this. The, up, the upcoming draft. Obviously, Kevin's going to be looking to replace a running back, and he's going to need another receiver, at least one. Um, we, we kind of talked about it. Uh, where do you think the strengths lie in this draft and the weaknesses, just quickly? Wide receiver-wise, you're for sure going to have, and I'm not going to name names just based on the competition aspect of my own research and for everybody else to research. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, I think, two receivers right now that will absolutely be in the first round. Only Um, two. As of right now, as it stands, two absolutely for sure will be there. Um, I could see one definitely sneaking in there, maybe even another, just depending on how the rest of the season goes. Um, Running backs, they're going to be sprinkled throughout the draft. Um, I mean, I think everybody knows one that's for sure going to go to... Probably number one overall, right. Bijan. Everybody yeah, knows. It's not even a secret. It's not a Dude's secret. He's a monster. Um, there's probably going to be three more that go in the first there. It, it's a 
it's a better draft than last year, in my opinion. For running backs or in general? In general, there's definitely a lot more tight end talent. Quarterback talent. Quarterback will definitely be a lot deeper. You'll probably see three or four quarterbacks go in the first round. Um, it's there. I I wouldn't take seven draft picks into this draft. <clears throat> Kevin, um, <laughs> eight actually, eight. eight. I yeah. counted eight. Unless I, I might have typed it wrong, um, and only one of them is a the top six. So out of all those draft picks, Kevin only has one top six. That's his. That's brutal. Yeah, that's a lot of eggs in one basket. Personal for me personally, um, but yeah, talent's there for sure. It is going to be a good draft, in my opinion. But we'll see. There's a lot to happen. You got the combine. You got the rest of the season injuries, etc. So. Um, Kevin has eight draft picks. Um, maybe it's seven. I I feel like I might have had a typo on this. Regardless, only one's a top six. And even then, as of right now, this is going to go. The order is going by max points, right? Yep. So he's still behind Reggie. He's still behind JJ and Nick. And in fact, he's only one point ahead of Rob and ten points ahead of Alec. So that puts him at four, five. Well, I mean, realistically. He could still get number one. Just to but, say, if the season, but if ended the season projects right and you take away those 20 points a week for yeah. Barkley or whatever, yeah. I still think he ends third in the pick. He's, which is, I'm not going to say names, but right. you're not going to get the guy you want. Right. Um, anything can happen, though. Right. Absolutely. Look, I did this the first year. It's not yeah. a secret. I went yeah. for draft picks. Rob did it last year. Um, let me just say this. If it is eight draft picks, that's 33% of your roster. Where are you going to put all these players? You do have four open spots, but your IR is full. So technically, you have a full 24-man roster. You have to drop eight players next year for these guys. So good luck. Uh, Mike, you're a legend for this trade. You have two late for, uh, two late firsts. Uh, he could have easily got an early first for Barkley. I'm shocked someone like Alec, Robert, DJ didn't try to get Barkley hard. If I was those guys, I would have been aggressive yeah. um, just because they're, they're still contenders. Um, these... Uh, these are teams that could have used it based on just the algorithm done by fantasy pros and the playoff race. I'm worried this trade and my dad's trade just solidified the next couple of years in this league. The bottom teams might be too far behind to ever catch up. Honestly, even I you, guess, to be I honest guess with you. In the sense, for I guess for those two teams, it's going to come down to whether some players regress or stay consistent just based on age. And injuries. And injuries. That's obvious. Yeah. Um. I actually put JJ should pray the league just resets at this point based on his division. <laughs> Doom. Um, Kevin, you did the right thing. I'm not trying to dog you too much here. First, they're still first. They're valuable. But I'm not even... I'm going to name a couple of players here. You could have got Najee plus something, Javante plus something, even Jonathan Taylor. Tony's in a position, maybe he sends Jonathan Taylor for Saquon straight up. That would have been outrageous to do. No. So I'm just saying there might have been other trades out there. And I know I named a lot of my own players, yeah. but you could even look at a CMC or something. I mean, maybe you wouldn't want a CMC either as a rebuild, but you're looking at a team that's like not getting the production they want. And you could plug that in because you don't care as much. And then maybe you flip CMC later. I don't know. I'm just saying. Buy low, buy low, sell high, vice versa. Yeah, you could have got some a package deal here, yeah. I think, for the value that they're saying he's You could have got a pick and a player you can still plug in. Right, you could have got an early first and like a RB2. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not going to say what I offered Kevin. I think it was 100% better than what he got, but uh, it's okay. Again, everybody values things different. Yep. I think it's a great trade still for both teams. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's not. Um, I want to do... What the fuck is going on here? Uh, I want to do uh, something special here. Um, 
I went through our league history and I went to the bottom four picks, even though they say these are going to be like 10, 11, 12. I went nine, 10, 11, 12, just to give Kevin a little bit of space here. Um, I think this is fair assessment. Um, So here are the bottom four picks from the three first round draft rounds we've had in history. So let me, let me just make this clear. We've had three rookie drafts. So that's three first round, right? Total. These are the bottom four picks and all of the, the first rounds, just so Kevin can get an idea of where his picks value. Buckle up, Kevin, Justin Fields, Devonta Smith, Rondale Moore, Jalen Rager, Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughn, Damian Pierce, Garrett Wilson, Christian Washington, Watson, David Bell. Those are all of the players that came out of those picks. So you can average somewhere in there. I personally don't think any of those touch Saquon. Even if I got Devonta Smith and Damian Pierce, I still wouldn't want them over Saquon personally. Would or you, what you could have got, maybe. Would you make that trade? What? Uh, Devonta and Damian? Fuck yeah, no. For... Fuck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck no. I don't just even like curious. Barkley. I know. I'm just curious. I would say maybe Damian Pierce. I got just, my own just opinion Just based on, on that draft pick value. Fuck no. Yeah. Hell no. I would have never... If I was Mike... I, I, I would have fucked, dude. I would have been... I would have got some strippers <laughs> after that trade. An eight ball. Who knows? But uh, I gave Mike an eight plus. That's one of the best trades you can make in his position. Yeah, for sure. Kevin, I give you a B minus. You're waited all these years to sell, and you finally are in a position you could get value for him, I think. Because I think there's a lot of question marks with Barkley the last couple of years. Um, I do think you could have got a mid plus a great player, or maybe even one of these young stud running backs that are not doing well, and uh, maybe another pick, air piece. Um, again, I think Barkley is overvalued in general at this point in his career based on injury and age and contract. But, you know, based on our league's current battles for playoffs and the amount of number one caliber players that are disappointing in the NFL, uh, you could have got somebody maybe like Jonathan Taylor that's disappointing. Um, what is, oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, what's, what's your trade grades? I kind of curious to see what you think on that. Um, I think Mike won that, too, obviously. Solidified the feud at least the next one to two years for himself. Right. Like I said. Um, He's my pick now for winning the league. No question. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get real interesting. Like the I arms said, race has begun. No, for just sure. The arms race after the Hall trade, this trade. I'm just curious, just because we're only, what, this is year three for us. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we're going to, I think we're going to start to see regression in some of the big names that right. we, you know, were popping off when we started this. So I'm curious to see how people start playing that. People forget too, rookies can explode and still have short careers. Yeah. So Four, we're five, going to see guys years. that... Yeah. Are still young, starting to. We're at least starting to get long, old enough now, where we're going to see guys. I'm not going to say names because I don't know anything, but you know, they're, they're, you, know you can use Jonathan Taylor's example. Yeah, that he's. I don't really blame him, but you know, this is a guy that you know. This could be his career. This we're going to start. Be his we're going to start seeing people that just came into the league, and we're going to watch. We can watch their careers dwindle. Right. So it's it, it's hard guessing on when to sell and when yeah. not to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we're really going to start learning the value of when to let guys go, when to hold. When to, and also on the flip side, when to buy players that aren't performing. Yes. Because it's still a dynasty. Yep. All I'm going to say is not one person asked for Najee Harris. Not one person's asked me about him other than you. Yeah. Rob maybe kind of did, but nobody's actually sent me an offer, um, which is blows my mind because it's still a dynasty. It's still Dynasty. He was RB3 last year. Yeah. Crazy. But anyways, 
that's my thoughts on that. Uh, we can we actually make a really good time. Um, we're gonna do next week's matchups. Um, also, I added. Uh, we I want you to pick a potential upset game. It doesn't mean it is going to be an upset right. game, but who you think's most likely to have an upset win. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through this. Um, this is a fun stat. I just have fun doing this through uh, the podcast. We've had three weeks. I'm th- I'm thirteen and four in guessing the right teams winning. Damn. Rob is seven and four. He's missing a game because looking back, he forgot to predict a game. I okay. went back and listened. You're six and zero. Oh. You only have one week to go off of, but you got all your picks right that week. Right. So uh, people, well, listening. I can I can pick them. I just can't play them. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he picks his team to lose every week. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll start. Uh, I always just start with my team. Just going down the list. Nobody wants to hear about my team anyway. Um, so Tay's waddling to a ship. Five and zero oh versus Mike's. Three and two, uh, team Mike. Uh, Mike needs to start pulling ahead of the playoff mix of three and two teams. Beating me would solidify he's here to stay and run shit the rest of the season. This is my game of the week, by this the way. This is JJ's game of the week right here. I'm looking to keep putting pressure on Tony and distance myself to seal a first round bye. I have horrible matchups completely. My RB situation is garbage. Um which just kind of proves tanking for picks to scoop RBs isn't necessarily going to be the cure. Najee isn't performing. Williams was looking great until he got hurt. Sermon was a bust. Damian Pierce would have probably been a second round pick, but I reached to get him. So I'm lucky there. Um, Cause you remember I took him over cigarette Wilson. Um, my best running backs are guys I got from trades Pollard uh, Carter um, right now this week. That's actually my starters. I'm benching Najee against the bucks. I can't do it. Um, I wouldn't. You wouldn't against the number two rank. No, right? no, oh, you would, would too. I'm saying right. I wouldn't start him. Uh, my my receiver matchups are great, and that's my strength in my team. Uh, Mike's missing Devontae and Josh Jacobs and the Sun God. Now I wrote this Monday, so now he gets Barkley, but he's still missing three of his best players. Um, so he does lack some depth. Obviously, I wrote he could make some trades that um, whatever. Blah blah blah. Are we putting Devontae in sleeper jail? <laughs> you saw he did get charged. He did get charged. Misdemeanor. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's about to get paid. We'll see. Um, I can't pick, so wait, let me hear your thoughts on this game. Um, I definitely... There's some big implications to this game, I feel like. Um, Mike could hand you your first loss, which would be, obviously, divisionally, um, would hurt you a little bit. He could close in on Josh if maybe Josh gets upset this week. I'm just looking sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, yeah, I think the move this week definitely helps him shore up some of those buys and the guys he's going to miss. I think it's going to be a, a shootout, honestly. Dude, I think I was looking at this team and I think all of our players. Yeah, I was it's like, going to be a shootout. I think Sunday's going to be a bloody Sunday. And there's some good matchups. There's like some shootout-esque matchups. Um, I think Denver's offense might pick up some steam and make it interesting against the Chargers. We'll see. Sutton's actually been consistent. He's yeah. like, uh, click him real quick. He's the receiver 12. He's So Sutton's still receiver 12. And he's getting the targets. He's Russ is really only looking. Uh, well, that last play of the that's game, the he's, only, he's only, looking only looking his way. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so who are you picking? No hard feelings. I mean, Mike's team is legends. But he is I'm going to take weeks. Mike. I'm going to take the... Uh, Josh Jacob list. I'm gonna, Adam's list. I'm going to... Yeah, oh, yeah. no. I'm going to roll with Mike. Kevin, take notes. This guy has... Sun got out, Josh Jacobs out, Devontae out, and he's still going to win, according to JJ. JJ's 6-0 on his picks. That just shows you that you just turned Mike into a Greek god of football. All right, we'll see. 
I, uh, I'm not feeling too good going into this week. I'm hoping Pollard has one of those 18-point weeks. I think Burrow is going to uh, make a comeback for you, too. Even though he is going up against a tougher New Orleans defense, I think they start clicking. I don't want to say New Orleans defense might be overrated, but I'm going to say it. Um, let's move on. Uh, Rob Strawberry Herbert, 2-3 and three versus DJ's Boner Jam, 98-3-2. DJ fell to third in his division just after, just like that after last week. He's looking to prove he's still better than these middle-of-the-road teams uh, that are still trying to prove themselves. DJ has outperformed his projections most of the season, but he fell actually really short last week. Ironically, DJ lost Penny with that loss, and a birth came with Kenneth Walker, who Rob actually has, and now they're playing each other. Rob has a had a tough loss to Reggie, but he's only one game out, and he made some great moves, I think. Uh, Rob has had borderline uh, to bad, brutal QB decisions to make. Denver defense held Jimmy G to eight, Matt Ryan to six, Davis Mills to six, and Derek Carr to 11. Yes, Geno's got 17 week one, but outside of that, uh, nobody can throw against Denver, and Justin Herbert has a tough challenge, I think, nonetheless. Um, however, Brissett against New England and Matt Stafford are no better on the other side of things. Um Rob's revamped team has straight up bad matchups this week across the board. Uh, this could be another heartbreak. Rob might need another trade still, to be honest, which I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, DJ doesn't have Derrick Henry or Penny. He's forced to start Akers, Kelly, or Brian Robinson. DJ does have soft matchups for Josh Allen. Um, uh, look for DJ Moore. In my opinion, I'm not a fan, but he might have his best game of the week. You heard it here first. Uh, best game this, uh, of the season so far this week, I should say. Uh, DJ's team, like Mike, suffer from a death problem, uh, which Mike's, uh, this was written before that trade. Um, this will be a close and hard-fought game. It's not a must-win for either team, I feel like, but it's a feel-good win for Rob, and it truly proves he can hang out with last year's top dogs. Um, I, I did write that line when he... Before I thought he lost to Reggie, but I still, with Kevin and Alec in that division, I, I still am not panicking yet. Um, so um, I have Rob winning due to the depth and consistent players, as long as his players reach his floor. I think if Rob can hit all his floors, he'll be able to seal this victory. I agree. That, um, that's my pick, too. But I will say this. I love that Rob's trying. It's cool. It's it's awesome. I really think it's I, cool. He's I like, trying hard when he he's the, he's an underdog. Yeah, I I'm like for him. I like seeing people making moves. Just, it just shows that people are are Active in it and, and like, yeah, looking and, and doing research. Yeah, even if their moves I wouldn't make. Even right. if it's a roast, I still just like seeing it because it right. shows like, dude, yeah. you're trying. Yeah. That's cool. Like. No, I'm having fun. Like my team sucks and I'm obviously rebuilding, but I'm having fun. fun just doing research and trying to make moves with people. And I'll, I'll say this though, looking ahead at Rob's schedule, it is rough. That's DJ, JJ, but then Josh, Mike, Tony, me, Alec, dad, Kevin. So, you know, it's not impossible by any means. There's bye weeks heavy coming. Yep. Um, injuries are going to happen. We know that for yep. sure. I guarantee you we lose a couple more big names by the end of this year. Um, but yeah, I got Rob. You said, who do you got? I got Rob too. You got Rob too? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andy's Dactical Nukes, um, three and two versus Knicks, Sir Lancelot's one and four. Andy's team swept his division, but when playing against other top playoff caliber teams from other divisions, he's hit a wall. However, he still always breaks 100 and even hit 150 in a loss. Nick is skating by. Also, by the way, this makes this trade even more odd knowing they play each other this week. Um, I just have two questions. What's, what's Alex's favorite word? Collusion? Collusion. Well, it's funny you say that because I have this. I have two questions. Is Jeffrey Epstein involved on this? And then George Bush. Did George Bush know? Both. Both. Uh, Andy gets a much easy matchup after losing two straight weeks in a row. He went through the gauntlet, honestly. Uh, good news is he has soft matchups across the board. Bad news is he has soft matchups wasted against a team that he doesn't need them against. Um, 
He needs a uh, Knicks gonna have to wait another week to get Swift back. Um, after betting against him the last two weeks, I was right on both of those. By the way, uh, I'm gonna go with Andy. I don't even. Yeah, Andy's going nuclear on this one. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know why we're talking about this game. Um, <laughs> dude, this could be. <laughs> I should have picked this for game of the week. Kevin Saquon Broccoli's one and four versus Reggie's comeback season. Uh, also one and four. Poo poo battle of the week. Must win for Kevin. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Again, this was written before Barkley. He could, you know, it's funny. This is what I had wrote though. Uh, so Kevin, listen to this. He still could get it together based on his division. However, a loss to Reggie would absolutely be shocking. Reggie's new team name is Why Is It Got to Be Me? Um, Kevin actually has bad matchups and some buys that hurt him, but so does Reggie. Uh, is it time to shop Chase around for some depth? Um, Hit me up. I'll give you a late first. <laughs> Not yeah. anymore after selling Barkley, but you know, I was an Eno Benjamin fan last year. You can see I rostered him for a while until I had to make room on my team. Could be a breakup guy. If I'm Kevin, why wouldn't you just sell him if people want him? Yeah, that's a <sighs> what the fuck are you doing? He's gonna be temporary. Yeah, he he'll he'll be unheard of by I think they said Connor's back after yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. whatever. I got Kevin. Well, I wrote this before. Can you pull that up for me real quick? Yeah, I, I, Lamar Jackson tells yeah. me he, that's all I got to see. I'm going so, Kevin. I'm going Kevin yeah. still. Chase, Kevin, Pickens. Fun, uh, fun fact about that New York Giants-Baltimore Ravens matchup. Lamar going against the Ravens defensive coordinator from last year. Interesting. That actually is very interesting. I, uh, Lamar's not that deep of a player. So he he, he might he might know some out. things. Can the Giants start 5-1? and one? Dude. So we both got Kevin still? Yeah. Okay. Uh, JJ's nineteen twelve Titanic's zero and five versus Alex Miles Garrett Carrex. That's hundred percent your new team name, by the way. The Miles Garrett Carrex, uh, three and two. JJ's team is a guy in a chase scene in the movie where everyone's on the boat and it's left to dock. JJ's running slow motion and being chased by a monster and runs down the pier, jumps slow motion, camera cuts, hoping that to land in the boat. The boat is the rest of the three and two teams. I'm just not sure if the monster is injuries. Luck himself or his division. Um, no team has started 0 5 and made the playoffs. In fact, six losses is usually where the playoff teams end up at max. Um, both teams balance out on their matchups. JJ is going to need project- production from RBs and commit. Alec is going to need better productions, pro- uh, production from his flex and quarterback. Russell Arms makes me nervous. Even if he plays cars on a bye, Alex receiver all have cruddy matchups. I have JJ winning an upset of the week. But since this trade he just made to Rob, uh, I could be wrong. So I actually had you winning. You made that trade. Yep. I'm retracting. I'm going wrong. Uh, Alec, I'm sorry. That's fair. So I'm going with Alec uh, just because of that trade. So It's, it's a race to the bottom, and uh, I'm, so far I'm winning. So let's just say you landed in that boat. But So here's the thing. You either missed the boat or you landed in the boat, but you had bad luck. The boat was actually already sinking. So you jumped off the pier into a sinking boat. I think to see if I actually land in the boat, you have to time travel to 2023. And okay. Just see how the... Yeah, to be it's a to be continued for part two. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm thinking of the end of Dawn of the Dead when they all run to the docks and yeah. they blow up the car. And they yeah, all die. yeah. That's kind of okay. So it could be you know, it could be Lord of the Rings. Frodo, uh, Brandywine River jumps off the pier from the Black Riders under the Buckleberry Ferry, and they they seal a finding or Aragorn. Is that going to be your end, or is it going to be the Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead end where everybody blows up? We'll see. We'll yeah, see we'll next see. year. To be determined. I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, Tony's tanks three and two versus Josh's the favorites five and oh. This is my game of the week. It's Tony versus Tony. Uh, there's a lot of quietly good matchups this week. Uh, me and Mike, heck, I was even eyeing Robin DJs at one point. But this is the matchup of the week for me. Tony's team has been up and down. Uh, I actually look for him to level out here, unfortunately. Uh, and give Josh his first loss. Is it weird to say that this is another upset of the week for me? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel right saying this about Tony, but Josh being 5-0, it is. He needs Winston to start, and he needs a tight end. Unless a trade happens, Tony should be able to sneakily win this game. Josh has terrible matchups, and I expect Jonathan Taylor to be back. Tony has great matchups almost all the way through. Um, minus a couple players. Uh, Tony needs Aaron Jones to light it up, and he needs consistent uh, receivers. If Tony wins, it's bad for me and some of the three and two teams, but it's great for Mike. If if Tony beats Mike, or I'm sorry, if Tony beats Josh and Mike beats me, that's to me that could that changes everything. Yeah, this this week's gonna show a lot. It's gonna. This is a huge. This is the biggest big week, week so far. Yeah. Um, I have Tony actually. This is my upset of the week. I'm taking Tony too. I think Ramondre Stevenson, now that he owns that backfield with the Harris injury, yep. I think he's going to explode. Kyler Murray, versus Seattle. That, matchup. That's going to be a shootout. Aaron Jones, soft matchup against the Jets. Yeah. Counting on Jameis to play. That's questionable. That's pretty. Because I mean, look at these matchups. I mean, more. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to blow up. I, 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 I would bet you money. That he has a 20-point game this week. I just feel like... Coming back healthy against Jacksonville, it definitely could happen. Do you think Rondell, Rondell Moore finally shows up? Does he get a he glimmer of hope? Targets. Yeah, I think he could. I think he could after watching what I saw. Is Kamara back? Yes. I think so, too. I think... You know, it's funny. I... If Tony wasn't in my division, because I know he's not going to trade with me, I would have... That was another player. Yeah. He puts him on that trade block... I would yeah. love to ask Tony how many trades that got sent to him, because I just want to prove a point that nobody knows what they're doing in this league. If I wasn't, Not nobody, if I wasn't in people. rebuild, I would have shot my shot. Bro, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I just, Kamara has, people have counted out Kamara so many times in his yeah. career, and it's always been laughable. Which I had five touchdowns in one game. To a degree, I understand, because he is kind of, for a running back, he's starting to teeter to towards right. that he's, age. He's getting older. He yeah. had a, he's Win been now, healthy, but he has an injury history. Win now, I would absolutely try for him. Bro, I can't believe that no, I, I like I said, I would love to be, on Tony's app and just see yeah. the trade offers that were there. Um, but it's hard to say. Uh, let's just wrap this week up. I want to see if this updated. It didn't since the trade earlier. So I was going to wait until the end of this podcast here. Uh, this takes a second here. Um, basically, I'm going to look at, I, like I said, I got the the projection standings from Fantasy Pros. Um, this goes through everybody's team, every single player's matchups moving forward. Um it doesn't look like it. Oh, wait. It did update. But that's strange because it didn't actually do what I thought it would do. So right now it has uh, me losing this week now. I was 10 and 5 yesterday. So it did. Oh, take yeah. it. So it's, I'm going to end 9 and 5. Josh is going to end 10 and 4. Moving down the list at 3. Dak at 8 and 6. Mike at 8 and 6. Tony Tanks at 8 and 6. Miles Garrett Heron at 8 and 6. I looked at this yesterday. Somehow, Kevin's trade to Mike bumped me down a game, bumped Mike down a game, which actually Mike's the same, but it moved up Alec. And I think it's because Kevin's there. Kevin right. actually was projected to make the playoffs yesterday, okay. but now it's projecting him to miss. My playoff odds are, are logoed on the list. Josh has a 98% playoff chance. I got a 93%. Dad has an 84%. Mike has a 79%. 
Tony's Tanks has a 73% and Alec has a 61% to make the playoffs. Um, Josh still is the favorite to win the championship with a 22%. The next are 17, 16, 16, 11, and 6. Um, based on this, you're going to get the first pick. Um, then Nick, then Reggie. What the fuck? Oh, bye week. That's Kevin. I was like, what the fuck's bye week? <laughs> Kevin will have the fourth pick based on his projections. Then Rob, then DJ. Um, I actually think he might end below him. That's my hot take. I think DJ actually has a worse season than Rob moving forward. Maybe. I don't know. Rob does have some crazy matchups. We'll uh, we'll get a better idea this week. We'll see. JJ's, or DJ's team just has nothing going for it other than Allen and Henry. So we'll see. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We didn't have headphones this week, so hopefully this sounded all right. Um, yeah. Good luck this week. See you, nerds. Fuck yeah.